This is Special Report. Neil Armstrong may have seen extraterrestrials on the moon. When he spies a discernible shape. That's one small step for man. One giant leap for mankind. You can deny all the things I've seen. All the things I've discovered, but not for much longer. Because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. We are back. It is a Saturday night event like we always do. Welcome to Full Spectrum Universe. I am Rob Yox. Tonight we have uh, some friends to the show. Very, very, very cool people. We're going to be doing an interview show again this evening with Southern Ascension. Uh, they are a group. They're actually like a nonprofit that actually goes through and helps people for free with all their paranormal activity. So and investigations and things like that. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring them in. We're going to ask them some really good questions. And we're going to be right on the time, right on the money, just like we always are. Before we bring them in, I just want to give a couple of announcements that we have going on right now. Uh, like I said, the website is still in works for everybody. We're getting that together. It's going to be spectacular. Going to be a totally aggressive when we come out with everything with promotions things like that if you do enjoy this show please go to patreon.com become a member we have extra content on almost every show that right now there's about 16 to 17 full shows that have not been shown on any platform um also i'd like to thank dave Willever, eric mcgill and RU media please go and like their page follow them as well they're truly incredible people doing incredible things um the, the update on what's going on as well is uh, we're actually handling all of the uh, Bat West Coast. So if you are a West Coast team and you are not located within a big group for resources and assets, please come by and uh, check us out. Give us, you know, we have an email we could send to you. But with that being said, let's bring in Southern Ascension. Hey, guys, how are you? Hey, how you doing? I'm great. I'm great. That is uh, Kaden and Alisa, right? Is Alisa? Is that how you say? Alyssa. Alyssa, sorry. No, you're gonna, everybody gets it like that. You got it. You got it. So, you know, um, it's so great to have you guys here. We talked to each other a while back and then uh, uh, confirmed this date for you guys to come on. And what I wanted to do is, you know, on my board back here, it says support local teams. You know what I mean like that? So what we're doing is we're going ahead and we're going to bring forth these teams that are on the rise, that are coming up, that are going to be strong, that we can see their work is great. And I believe that you guys are one of those teams. So, mm -hmm. you know, I wanted to give you guys a shout out when and come on out and talk to me and have a really cool convo. So let's start by how you guys got into the paranormal to begin with. <laughs> Go ahead. No, you ladies first. Um, <clears throat> for me, the I didn't know it as paranormal, but paranormal just been part of my life, my entire life. Um, and then as I got older and the internet kind of surfaced. I learned more about actually what it was and that, that it really was a thing. People were really doing this type thing. Uh, before that, I would just talk to people and try to help people. And I mean, you know, what kind of where we're at. So that was a little difficult. We're in the South, like in the Bible belt. So it was a little difficult, but 
honestly, it's just been part of my life my entire life. I, I mean, that literally. And then as I got older, like I said, TV and the internet, you learn that there's people out there that actually do this and that you can, you really can get out on a broader spectrum and help people. And so as a collective, it's been part of my life forever, but I guess the last four or five years, um, more publicly, it has been. I mean, me to keep mine short, I mean, I had a small things that were weird growing up, just pretty much like everybody else. Uh, my most prominent and situation that put me into the paranormal field was when I was 17, I was out the house, uh, still in high school, living with a girlfriend at that time and ended up being at the wrong place at the wrong time. And we ended up bringing an attachment home on top of the uh, already spirit that was there that her name was Aunt Pearl. So she wanted to go by Aunt <laughs> Pearl and um, ended up being a very hardcore, malevolent situation for eight months. Um, a lot of people that know me, they, they know this story. That's why I'm trying to keep it short, but basically for eight months I was tortured by this, uh, this entity it was never human, never walked this earth, the, the attachment. And it got as far as to where I wasn't just being tortured mentally and physically, but I was so oppressed that it started partially possessing me. So then I started getting loss of time and, um, you know, going, going to sleep and then waking up three hours later and I'm up the road or going to walk to use the bathroom. And then next thing I know I'm in the backyard and it's been six hours later. Uh, so, yeah, that's what kind of got me into that situation or in, into the paranormal field was that situation. And when I got the help that I needed by a psychic lady that a lot of people sent me to, I decided right then and there that I was going to pay it forward and do the same for others that found themselves in the situation that I did. It took you so long to find somebody. Yeah. I mean, it took, it took forever to find somebody. How many times did you have like that lapse of time where you were just like, what the hell happened? I know at least, I don't know the exact number, probably around between six and, and eight that I know of for sure. That was very detailed. Like I know for a fact I was going here. Why am I here? How did I end up here? Um, but yeah, so probably about six or eight that was elongated. I would be have like little flash blackout moments is what I called them, where I would be sitting there talking and then just be zoned out altogether and then come back through like, whoa, what was that? You know, but I, I do that even now. A lot of people do it. You just get so zoned out. It's almost like a, a trance you get into and you're like, oh, wait. I'm in class or I'm driving. Let me pay attention. Well, that's the worst one. You're sitting there and you're like, you're like, wait a minute. Am I driving right now? Like, what the <laughs> hell's yeah. going on? Or like, when oh. you pull up in the driveway and you're like, oh, well, I made it home. Yeah. yeah. I hope I didn't hit anybody on the way here. Yeah. Hope there was no problems along the way. No, I, I, it happens to everybody. But, you know, that could be something super, super scary, of course, especially <laughs> when you know it has something to do with something else as opposed to just like you thinking you know what i mean or being exhausted or something right when you think and you're in the zone it's like okay great like i used to work nights and overnights so and it was a warehouse job so the next day you try and get to sleep right away and it would be like first off everybody else is up 
So there's lawnmowers going, there's weed blowers going. It's crazy. So you're like, all right, man. But then you'd go for like almost four or five days on like four or five hours of sleep. And you're like, okay, um, am I seeing that? Am I not seeing that? Yeah. You know, it gets wild. It gets wild. It so tell, tell us about Southern Ascension. Let's get into what that means to you guys and what it represents moving forward from, you know, where you are now. Bring us the story of how we got into it and then like what it means and then where you're looking to go. That's all you. Yeah. So before Southern Ascension, um, about three, four years ago, we co-founded another team down South Mississippi. Uh, it was called Death Stalkers Paranormal. Us, it was us two and three other ladies that were on my side. I was the only male. <laughs> other than we had a part-timer that would come in every night again. Um, and the whole purpose of that is, like we said, at a very young age, we both got into the paranormal, but we did it on an individual level. And even when we started dating eight years ago, we would go do small excursions, but nothing big. You know, somebody would call me, I would go handle it. Somebody call her, she would go handle it. It wasn't ever together. And then we decided that we wanted to try try it on a team aspect. So we followed another team for a little bit, went on an investigation with them. It was like, yeah, this is something we want to do. We want to do it on a team as on a, on a team level. So we ended up co-founding another team. Um, and we spent the next year with them learning everything that we could took on a individually. We both took on a lot of mentors learning everything that we could, mm -hmm. not just with, uh, you know, ghosts and spirits, but with elementals, with extraterrestrial, with cryptids, folklore, religions, Any astral traveling, we everything. We we dove heavily into it. And just like with, with anything, any other teams out there, you know, eventually you guys, you're not going to, you know, somebody wants to do it this way. Somebody wants to do it that way. And there's nothing wrong with it. But our paths were just differently. We wanted to go a specific path. They wanted to go another path. And that was okay. So we took a break for like a month to kind of gain our bearings. And we're like, you know what? We're just going to be nomadic. We're going to be our own people because we weren't going to have a page. We weren't going to have a name. We're just <laughs> going to do our own thing. Yeah. And we had so many followers from from that that era of ours. They're like, when are you guys going to do a page? We miss watching you. We miss they would assume your, we had one. Yeah, we're missing your, what's your, name? your adventures and stuff. Like, we want to know what's going on. I'm like, well, we don't have one. They're like, well, you have to. And after a couple of them, we we're like, okay, you know, let's just give them what they want. Let's create a page so they can follow us and, and whatever. Didn't expect anything to, to come from it, really. You know, maybe the, the 20 people and that's it. Like, I would have been grateful for it. <laughs> and uh, so we created Southern Ascension. We both wanted it to be a name that not only established where we were in, in the world, but who we were in the world because as a whole collectively we have ascended from a lot of nasty situations a lot of you know just normal wear and tear of the world you know being a human and so southern ascension really stuck with us and the first three months that we had it up we jumped up to about 1300 followers we that page got up to close to 2000 we were live every sunday and every monday we did carpools readings uh Lots of private clients. I mean, we had at least 10 people message us every, every week. You know, a lot. <laughs> I need this. I need that. Can you do this? Can you do that? So we did that for a year on that page. And finally, we just really got burned out. It's like, you know what? This, this is, is not what we wanted. This We didn't want the, um, you know, it wasn't fame or, or glory or anything like that, but no means. 
but to us it felt like it because that's a lot of people wanting your advice so we decided to bump it down and i revamped southern ascension page that you see now i just revamped it um, a few months ago back this uh, summer may i think it's, june it's i think now. it was june Might have been june. june i revamped the whole page i know um, we took the other one down before april yeah like we just took it down and we're done <laughs> yeah you know, so we, we took it down. We revamped this one because, you know, we got so so suckered into doing private clients, and, which is nothing wrong with that, but private readings and missing person cases and homicides, those types of cases. And it really pulled us away from what we wanted to do, which is not just our personal truth, but private residents, like actually going to a home and helping, not just always astral traveling or always you know doing a cord cutting session over the phone so when we we revamped the page we're like you know we're not advertising that she's doing readings we're not advertising that we do you know all these other different types of cases other than you know ghost and spirit and you know cryptids and stuff and that's really throttled it down and kind of grounded us it, back to what we wanted to do i think it's just in this field you you there are very gifted individuals, even outside of the paranormal field. There just are. And I'm not saying that I don't like, you know, he was speaking about the readings and it's not that I don't enjoy doing them, but it had became to where that's all people wanted. And that as a whole for us, we wanted to educate people. Like we weren't just there to give you free readings or free. We And it got to where when he says burnout for me, I was like, but you guys don't want to learn anything like you just want this and that's it. And that's not what our goal was. It's not what our mission was on our lives. We had, you know, anywhere between 30 and 50 on average, especially whenever she would do card. Games. We're like, great. You know, now we're going to do classes. And we did, we ended up, she ended up getting a class together to teach people and 20 people signed up and only three showed up. And that was kind of like a, now we know that it, they just want the free readings. They just want a card pool. They just want this. And it's not fair to the ones who truly want to learn something because we don't have time. We're spending, we're wasting our time doing all this free stuff that although it does help them in the moment, it's kind of, I, I call them like the freebie people. Like I want more, I want more. You know, you just yeah. pulled me a card yesterday, but I want another one on the same situation. And it's not fair to those who are new or have hardcore situations that need our help. I so. understand that. I understand that a lot because I, I actually just recently, not, not, I would say I'm fairly new to the paranormal side of it. And the person that I work with, uh, a lady by the name of Melinda, Rescue Media Melinda, she is a medium too. And you see people that, you know, uh, she has a great following for, for doing her mediumship. But by by making this team, we've decided that we're taking this step into really helping people on a level that was different than just, you know, it, I, I and I admire the fact that you guys really want to help people, too. I can see it, by the way, that you're doing your thing, too. And education is a big thing to me. I'm a, a an avid person who believes in learning yes. to this day. So. And, it, and that's kind of this. And, and I knew your story a little bit from asking around because I, I from this show and from another show that I do, 
I've actually made a lot of friends in the paranormal. And I ha it wasn't my intention with this show to go straight into paranormal. We do other shows, too, like you guys do with, with the aliens and the folklore and myths, science, and things like that. But establishing the fact that I've been able to have this gift of a community that came to me while I was doing this show, you know, it, you hear a lot of different stories. And I did hear your story, too, of how you guys were really big and then, you know, decided to, to, to throttle it down a little bit. And I was in, I was intrigued, you know, I was intrigued on what that story was and what was happening. But, you know, I think it's truly epic that you kind of like want to teach those people because we should always stay learning. Like there's no right. answers to anything that we do here. Right? right. So with that being said, by you teaching what you know, you leave more of a legacy than if you were to go in and say, well, there's an EVP here. This is a spirit here. This is what we got. There's this legacy that you were able to pass what you knew on to others. So admirable. I I, I support you guys 100% all, all day, every day. I think it's truly incredible. That's an epic thing. And learning is the bedrock of what we do, right? right. As an investigator, even, you're learning what's going on in there so you can handle that situation properly. Right. A lot of people don't want to learn the history of a place before they go in and you know, before they go in and tackle what the issue is, then you're not really helping. You're only stirring a pot. That's right. how I or feel. You, you're not for some. They're just they're getting evidence. Yeah. For some, they they just oh oh. Did you hear that? Yeah. Did you hear that? It's in my name. You know, the yeah. thrill seekers. That's that's a fact. Uh, we have Emily Men's house, and she said, "Yes, I'll be learning at 90. Absolutely. Emily has a great show too. Everybody, go and check out Emily's page. You can find the name of her show and go watch her as well. She's uh she's a great great person, but no, it's it's truly you know you truly have to remain in that state too. So let's get into some of the situations that maybe you guys have been through that have been maybe a little unique or awkward <laughs> for you guys. So let's get into some of that. Well, okay. we have a lot of those that made us. We got off. we got two hours, but listen, we, we got two we hours. Are, yeah, we're out there. people. Very awkward people. We are very transparent people, yeah. and that causes for some awkward situations. <laughs> me too. Me too. Uh, you can tell I, how I feel by my face. It's it's like I can't even block it or hide it, which is yeah, why right. this started as a radio show. And then they're like, you should do broadcasting. I'm like, no, I don't think so. I don't think I can do that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm here now, and I'm trying to regulate myself. But go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, Unique situations. I'm talking about Mr. George or Mr. Henry. Mr. Henry. Yeah. The cook. The cook. The cook. Yeah, that one was that was a it was interesting and fabulously awesome. Like it just was. Anybody that ever gets what we call a chatty cappy, you know, um, we're the type of people that is if we realize that's what we've got, we're about to ask some off the wall questions like seriously <laughs> i want to know what you seen when you died i want to know like how did this happen and how did that happen and so on and so forth and we um had mr henry and isn't he is the one that we asked about the railroad tracks no, that was mr. George. yeah you're right you said mr george first but mr henry came first mr henry was the cook at a location in tupelo mississippi that we went to and I don't know if you've ever watched um, the movie The Green Mile yep. with John Coffey. Okay, if you can hear John Coffey's voice, that's what this man sounded like. 
And it was phenomenally awesome. He was hilarious and his vibration was so high. Everybody in the room could tell that he was just a happy dude. And we chatted with him for. Now, this is a spirit just for those. Yes. Who didn't think yes. This was a spirit. And just, just for the, I didn't specify that. You I should That's have. What I you. Sorry. Um, and I can, I don't even remember the questions that you asked him. Well, she was, know. she was doing a sensory deprivation, which, you know, most people know what it is. Those who do not, it's whenever you put a pair of headphones in or muffs, you usually blindfold yourself or I blindfold her and put earbuds in. She listens to either a radio or a, at, at that day, I think you were listening to the SBE seven. I don't know. I know. Um, we had guests with us on that specific investigation, and one of them was terrified because she had never been on any sort of paranormal anything at all. And he played games with her and had her so shook and scared. It was a, and it was like a giggling thing, but she was terrified. Like she was like to set were- to set the mood because like you're not explaining. So we're in a basement that is a, a cafeteria. And the <laughs> lights are on. Mr. Coffee was an old chef that was there. Or Mr. Coffee. Mr. Henry was the old chef that was there. As Alyssa's doing her sensory deprivation, you know, she's uh we're asking him to turn on the lights and he's flickering the lights in, in the in the building. We had a flashlight set up. He was, you know, turning on the flashlight on cue, turning off on cue, and we had a uh, they said we had some special guests with us and they were recording us. They had the big old mic boom and stuff. And he was actually, you know, touching them and pulling her. And, you know, he was laughing because she would start laughing. Like, <laughs> like are you touching? Are you touching Amy? And she would, you know, he would say, yes, she's scared. Watch her run. And he like moved, moved the, the chair. chair and like she took off. Wow, man. That's wild. Now, let me ask you this question too. I know you guys said you were part of a different team. How do you guys feel now doing some of those bigger investigations with a bigger group as opposed to just the two of you? It's do you feel any difference? Do you feel like you get better evidence when it's just the two of you? Some people just, feel that, you know, there's a very big difference between a small group and a big group. You know, now that energy wise, I'm like I have energy wise, it's not much different. Um it's I've find it easier for myself to focus on what I'm doing in a smaller group setting. Um, personally, I don't know for Caden. It's different because he's more of a madness type person. Like he doesn't ever have, a, I mean, sometimes he has a strategic plan, but not much. Like he just goes in and it is what it is. But for me, energy wise, like it's for me, it's easier because it, I can really focus on me and what I'm doing and what I have going on around me and not feeding off of how everybody else in the room's feeling. Yeah. I think that I, I have to agree. You know, the longer that we're, we've been in this, you know, we've worked with a lot of different teams. I mean, a lot, not just, you know, an investigation here and there, like, okay, a solid year. We worked with three different teams, you know, pretty much talk to them every single day. And I think the longer that we're in this, we're starting to realize that it kind of affects us when we go in because we have a way that we do things like everybody else. And I get irritated easily on investigation when people can't be quiet. You know, if I want to do an EVP session, 
I need you to be quiet. Let's not whisper. Let's not talk. Let's not stomp around, pop your knuckles, doing all that. So I do get irritated easily because you'll always get, you know, a handful of people that really just can't hush. So to me, with some locations, a large group does put a damper into it. But on the flip side of things, sometimes a larger group helps a lot because all that energy into one building kind of amps up the place and makes it come alive. So it really just goes back to be careful who you investigate with or take to some of these locations. Yeah. Pick your partners smartly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes, you know, you're absolutely right. It goes by the person too, and possibly the location. There are variables that really, you know, sets the trend for what it's going to be. And I'm kind of like you too. I like the chaos of it. I like, mm-hmm. I like to be all over the place. Yeah, and, that's and I, I've only been in paranormal for, let's say, eight months now, right? So with mm-hmm. that eight months, I've done a lot of exploration in my own house as opposed to going out to a lot of places. Of course, because of COVID, things tickered yeah. down a little bit. But I've gotten myself out there to try and learn every every piece of equipment that I can get my hands on because I feel I want to know everything. I'm also the historian and lead investigator of a group. So I feel like I have to at that point, but you know, with just the two of you, how how, do you find it? You know, when, when you go into these places, I know that you're the medium, you know, with the medium that I'm with, she finds it easier to center off just the two energies, like you're saying, and just kind of focus on who is there. You know, his vibration because you're around him all the time. Mm -hmm. Therefore you can expand further and check out what's going on. And I think that that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, that's how we work with the mediumship part of it slash paranormal when they're, when we're doing both of those together, everybody's like, why is it difficult to do that as a married couple? It's not, we work very well together on a professional basis. And as bad as it sounds, we might have to leave our personal life at the door and it's all business because if you don't, sometimes they'll play off each other. And with the mediumship, Caden also knows me as a whole. So if I don't want to admit that I'm drained and I'm tired and I just want to keep pushing forward, he can tell without me ever hinting to him, okay, well, it's time for us to just quit or it's time for me to push her a little bit further or she's on the brink of this. Let's see what this left turn does, those type things. And especially when he's went ahead and dug in and got loads of information. If I want to roll with something, he just keeps pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. Like he's my biggest critic, but he's also my biggest fan. <laughs> that makes sense. No, you know? it's important. That's important to be able. I think that that having that, like with my partner, we're we're very very close. You know, we're mm-hmm. very best friends. So we're actually we've been a team since I started, and she's been teaching me quite a bit. But you know, it's good to have that bond. You need to be able to see those things because right. you're in places that could be potentially dangerous. Or, you know, there's rotting building probably half the time. Or, you know, just being around specific entities, you have to be on your toes. So you have to have that partner that you can look to really quick and be like, okay, all right. Not only that, it's a reassurance sometimes. It is. You know, and that's important because you've got to go in like with a full head of steam. And sometimes it doesn't matter who you are or what you do. You could be one of the guys that's on a major TV production. When you go into a place, sometimes you sometimes get, depending on the place, a reserve, like a, res- a reservation about doing something. 
But mm-hmm. then you look to that partner and it kind of gives you that strength to bull through it and right. do it a hundred percent in, you know, and I think that's yeah, super absolutely. important. I mean, I'm, I'll be the first one to admit, I do not scare easy. I do not get nervous easily, but there are some situations and locations, especially when it comes to being, and I'm not just talking about being in a room with the lights off dark. I mean, pure darkness, like there's zero light. I mean, and it even feels dark. When I get in those type of situations, I do have to lean towards her a lot because, you know, although I'm the man, she's my light. You know, so with her being able to astral travel and stuff and being able to shield, shield, I kind of depend on her a lot to kind of help me out, to make me, you know, she'll come near me and be like, we got this, we got this. And that's kind of the boost that I need a lot, especially, you know, with Monroe House. I think that was my biggest um, lesson in this field thus far was when we went to Monroe House that I can't be just billy bad butt all the time i really that was your humble lesson that was my hum- yeah that one humbled me to the core you know and that's when i realized that i really do depend on her for a lot of safe safety reasons and i do depend on her to kind of save my butt when i do something stupid just like when <laughs> she does it so you know wow. it's, a, it's an even field you know we, we wow. work like fluid I agree I, with that because mediums can, they can kind of like see in that dark. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Like they have this perception where they can actually still see what's going on while it's completely like blinders on completely black. And I you're like, okay, all right. But like you said, she's kind of like your nightlight going through that area. You know, that little mm-hmm. flashlight you would have on your keychain to get through mm-hmm. something. Which yep. is, it's pretty epic. It's pretty epic. What exactly happened in the Monroe house? <laughs> so that was another story that, you know, we were going to tell after Mr. George and Mr. Henry. Um, yeah, I think my favorite situation. I mean, I've been talking about this for two years, and it, uh-huh. I still have yet to encounter anything that tops it. We were at the Monroe House, which is in Harper City, Indiana. Uh, we were there with our past team, and there was the five of us there. We had just left the Ouija room. Yes, yeah, we, we had just, left the we, Ouija room, brought our equipment downstairs, and had all went outside for a small break. Yeah, type thing. So we were all outside, you know, smoking our cigarettes, kind of going over what just happened and what we're going to do. And I'm trying to figure out this name that Alyssa had gotten while she had done a sensory deprivation. And I'm trying to, you know, think where have I heard this name? Where have I heard this name? So I'm calling a, I'm messaging a, a buddy of mine that does a lot in like the cult type stuff. And I'm like, Hey, do you know anything on this name? And immediately after that, somebody else sends me a message, which is one of our good friends from Australia. He's like, are you good? Are you okay? And I was about to send back, yeah, I'm, I'm good. And then my buddy Cody that, that studied the occultism, he sent me a name of what it was. He's like, yeah, I have, and it's not good. And as soon as I read that, I was just like, I started feeling sick really bad. Like my chest started hurt. Me being me, I don't immediately think of paranormal. I'm like, okay, I... We drank, ate pizza for dinner. <laughs> like, I drank way too many energy drinks today. I'm smoking way too many cigarettes. That's why my chest is hurting. Maybe it's just acid reflux, you know? And I just, I was just like, man. So I'm still trying to message him back. And it keeps getting tighter and tighter. And it almost feels like an anxiety attack or uh, a panic attack that's going to come on. You know, I've had them multiple times. They quite literally feel like a, a heart attack. At this time, to interrupt, 
one of our team members was actually on like a live video on our Facebook explaining to the people that have been watching us that night. Hey, we're just taking a break, letting you guys know we'll be back live soon. While they are live, they are like trying to turn their phone off and the camera turns around. You know, you got a, a selfie screen and a camera screen or whatever. The camera screen like turns around and she realizes that all of our equipment that's lined up on this table is going off and it's going nuts. Like going and we had turned it all off. The batteries were out, like, but everything was still going off like crazy. Flashlight. Oh, man. But it wasn't just the flashlight. The flashlight, the flashlight the, the K2 man, yep. that was right there. So we're outside. They're doing that inside. And I can't really hear them, but I'm outside and I... I'm doing this I'm right here. And I'm like, God, it's really starting to hurt. And then all of a sudden I feel something stab me. I mean, and it was on my, I probably mirrored, but it was on my left side of my body. And it hit me about six inches from six inches from my heart. And it literally felt like a serrated knife. I mean, I drew a picture of it after it was all said done. A serrated knife stabbed me. And when it stabbed, I felt it go in. And like, I grabbed myself and I'm like, Oh, blah 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 blah. Bunch of bad words. Yeah. <laughs> Can't cuss you, on this. You, one. Can, you can say it if you want. It's not, we're not. We're not okay. censored here. Okay. So you know, I was like, oh shit, you know, and it, it, it went in me, and I kind of doubled over. I'm like, what's going on? And I'm like, and then all of a sudden, I felt it twist. Like oh, I felt the blade twist. I mean, it felt like my muscle was ripping. And I'm just like doubled over. I'm still standing up, but I, I doubled over, put my one of my hands on my knees, and I'm holding my chest, and I'm like, I'm getting, I'm getting, I, I'm, and I can't get talk. anything out. I'm just like trying to catch my breath. Well, then it finished twisting, and it got pulled out. And like they're starting to freak out at this time, and I finally caught my breath, and I'm like, I'm getting stabbed. Something just stabbed me. And when I said I, something just stabbed me, I got hit a second time about three to four inches from my heart. And that one went in, felt it go completely 360. Now that one, it dropped me. I mean, I, I dropped to my knees. Like I just went, boom. My eyes are automatically tearing up because I mean, I've never, I've had surgeries, but I've never been awake for that kind of pain <laughs> at all. I mean, that was excruciating because I literally, it felt like my tendons, my muscles, from that knife, I mean, I felt it ripping and tearing it. I could almost smell the blood. Like, that's how real it was. Well, your skin was like, it yeah, was bad. my skin was, you know, kind of well. it was well like real time happening. So that one hit, and I'm like on my knees, and as it's twisting, like, I just laid back on my back because I couldn't catch my breath. I don't know what else to do. They're running to try to find the, our charged water that we kept, uh, our crystals. They're starting, you know, one of the ladies that was uh, on our team, she was a Reiki master and a healer. Another lady, she was very, very religious. religious. And so they're both like, one's praying, one's like got her hands on my stomach like this, like starting to try to heal me. And I, at this point, still can't breathe. And the knife got pulled out and I take a, a deep breath and then it went directly to my heart and I blacked out. I, I got another blow directly to the heart i blacked out um the next thing i know is somebody's got their hands on my head somebody's got their hands on my stomach somebody's hands are on my feet like holding my feet down so i don't know if i was moving you are or something if, if i was like seizing up i don't know and Alyssa, i heard her 
she was off to my side and she had me kind of around the face and neck area, like slapping me, like trying to wake me up. And my eyes, I'm just like tears going everywhere, can't breathe. And I felt the knife come out. And at that time, like, I'm just waiting for another one to come because I'm like, this is three, you know, there's got to be more, you know, I don't know what this is. And it never came. And I finally, you know, was able to breathe and catch my breath and speak and tell them, like, I got stabbed three times. And, you know, I don't know what happened, but the last one went directly to my heart and I raised my shirt up, you know, and and they said, you have three marks. And, you know, it was one, two, three. Mm -hmm. That was the most profound for me because I went in with the notion of Monroe House. Excuse me. It's been all over TV. Everybody's scared of this house or a lot of people are scared of the house. And um, I kind of went in. I didn't say it out loud. I said it in my head. I'm like, all right, Monroe, I want to know what makes you famous. Why are so many people scared of you? Show me what you got. Show me what you got. Oh, you went <laughs> in like, you went yeah, in like here. balls to the wall. Like, yeah, all yeah. right. Bring yeah. it. It yeah, felt so, it. it. The house it, felt yeah. it and, and brought it and brought it to the yeah, point where you see stuff was, blacked out on the floor. That's horrible, bro. Yeah, that, that's that, horrible uh, thing. That was the first of it. And then another situation happened, you know, like a little bit later. And a little bit later. And um, did you go blank? I did. <laughs> I did. What happened after that? Well, it wasn't oh, the, the, the Yes, it was. That's whenever all the equipment was still going off. I came through. Everybody was kind of back to normal. Somebody yelled, hey, the equipment's still going <laughs> off. So we're trying to run in. We're trying to run in and see what's going on. And I'm standing there. She's recording, and she's very agitated recording this because that was something just hurt me and difficult. She's, she's like, I would understand that she's your partner in life and something yeah, happens right. to you. She's going to be upset. That's a very, very understandable. She was like, she, she, she was sitting there recording. She's like, are you the mother effort that just touched him? <laughs> I'm like, it was bad. Oh, You're like, awesome. It felt good though, didn't it? Kaden, it felt good to say like, like, yeah. Oh yeah. Like, I was mad. Like she, it, it was later on. It was awesome. I'm like, yeah, she's got my back. But at the time, I'm like, if you don't shut up, because if it touches you, <laughs> oh I'm yeah, and then it's gonna, it's just gonna go back and forth. And I knew that wasn't a situation that needed to happen. But as we're recording, she's getting overheated and she's shaking because her adrenaline's still going. I grab the camera and I'm recording and I'm asking questions and then I feel a hand go in between my rib cage. And go straight to my heart because I'm getting ill asking questions and answer. I'm like, why are you targeting me? You know, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you can't hurt me anymore. And it was kind of like, yeah, you want to bet? And yep. so I, I felt hands go between my ribs. And you can actually hear this on the video mm-hmm. and the audio that we have still of this. I start like wincing in pain. And then I felt something grab a hold of my heart again. And I was like, all right, I'm out. You you know what? I, I get it. I respect you now. I know what you're capable of. I don't want no more. I'm good. He I've literally said, okay, I got, okay, I see now. I see now. You have my respect. I'm, I'm done. We'll play by your rules for a little while. Like, yeah. <laughs> I would have said the same thing. I bow out. It's over. That's it. Yeah. I'm walking out. I'm sorry. Like, I'm done. 
And at, we know, didn't leave. We ended up spending yeah, we, the we, night. We stayed another night or two, and it it shifted the way that you. It did as you, soon as, as soon as I said I respect you. You have my. You earned my respect. I respect you from now on. It was like that's all it wanted. Like, thank, thank you. You. <laughs> you still got a brass set for going back though, but I'm telling you that right now, I would have been like, oh, yeah, we, we spent the night. Yeah, we we ended up finishing investigating that night. Slept like babies that night. Woke up, investigated again. Slept again that another night. Yep. Yeah, because that was the first day. Slept again there. And then it left that Sunday morning. And drove all those hours home. <laughs> Ten hours back home. Wow. Wow. So what are some of the places that you guys want to investigate that you haven't yet? I don't have any. I'm not a famous place person. I like random, unknown, untouched territory. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, I do have several places on my dream map that are outside of the U.S. Um but I really love uncharted territory. The special so gems, the hidden gems. You know what I'm saying? Those you're are an explorer. My places to go. You're an explorer. Um, you're like you're like the Magellan definitely. of investigating. You like to go out there and go to. <laughs> you want to go around the world to the places that haven't been touched, and I understand that too because there's there's like this. How do I say it? There's like this this atmosphere when you're the first one to get something in a spot where nobody else has investigated. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's like a, a an extra rush to the rush of getting yes. it. You're like, yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I felt it. That's why I'm here. Yeah. It's like vindication almost when you get it. You're like, yeah. okay, okay. I have, I have a few spots that I wouldn't mind going, but they're not in the U.S. You know, all my over in Ireland and UK. You know, some of the castles. I love oh, yeah. Ireland. I want to go there and I want to uh, try to discover some fey folk, some fairies. I want to find some fairy mounds. I want to do those type of stuff. You know, up in the UK, I'm a sucker for castles. I've never seen one in person, like of a massive magnitude or nothing like that. So I would love to go and investigate a castle one day. But right now I'm really digging us doing the underground stuff. Yeah. You know, we. I've been watching it. It's pretty wild. It's pretty wild under there. Uh, okay. I mean, we just went to. That's what he's talking about. Oh, you watched ours? Yeah, I watched yours. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant like you watched a cool show or something. The heck no, 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 yours. <laughs> Thanks. Go ahead. Tell yeah. the audience. Though. Tell the audience about it. Tell. Oh, go ahead. You're more depicted than I am. Like I'm vague. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I'm vague. So this, there's a cave. There's quite a few cave systems that are around us that we had no idea about. Uh, the one that we. <laughs> just went to though it's po- it's on public land anywhere we go is either public land or we always get permission just so everybody knows we're not those types of people that just go willy-nilly you know like that nobody wants to get arrested nobody no. wants to get arrested for trespassing no. like nothing nothing it's is not, nothing is know. worth a fine or worth a fine or worth going to jail for for me like, and, and destroying know. other people's stuff is just not up my alley so I'm good so we we heard about this cave system and it was through a private client. I've never heard of them before. A private client's like, yeah, there's these caves that are not far from here. We go in there. It's kind of a hike, but uh, there's like some satanic stuff down there. And as soon as somebody says satanic <laughs> stuff, I'm like, oh, isn't, okay. it, is, isn't it always satanic? Oh, right. demons. Like, oh. I was like, why? Because there, I said, let me guess. There's tea candles everywhere. He's like, yeah. I'm He's like, like, and they spray painted stuff okay. on the walls. Like, <laughs> like, is there like spray painted 
you know, pentagram or a pinnacle upside maybe, down. Maybe a sacrifice altar or something. something. <laughs> I was like, let me guess all that spray painting. He's like, yeah, yeah, really <laughs> is. I'm like, not satanic, but okay. Like it, somebody's just trying to scare somebody else. I can make you think it, but I'm with you. Like, where right. is this at? So we go and it is a hike. And it is a hike. And we decided to go at night, middle of the night, with some of our friends that had been there previously. So they take us, and I'm cussing them the whole way. Like, are you kidding me? It's dark, and it's 30 degrees outside. Middle of the night in February in Mississippi. Anybody that knows anything about Mississippi weather, we don't have winter till February. Like, the end of January, February. It's like three weeks of winter, yeah. and it's cold. That's when they decided for us to go. Oh, so, beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, naturally. Rank <laughs> up another minus to this case right now. You've got satanic, you've got cold weather, and you got people <laughs> saying, I found a sacrifice altar with a lamb's head on it. Go yeah. up. Like, right by the river. Right, right by the river. You know? Oh, beautiful. Cool. A nice wind, too. It's right. Yeah. So I'm like, right. fantastic. Let's go. Sign me up. I'm, I'm game. So we make this, this hike, and it took us about 40, 45 minutes to get there the first time. And we go in, and it's actually really cool. It's a it's a chalk mine, but there's lots of um, natural occurring rocks and and limestone kind of growing around it. So natural conductors. You got the the lake that you know when it's high tide, you know it's right there. So a lot of natural stuff going on. It we get down in there, and it's naturally like sixty five degrees in there. It's, yeah, it's, it's like so, so cave, much warmer. The cave stays. The cave stays like between 65 and 70 degrees all year round. Doesn't matter if it's hot or cold outside. It was nice. Wow. Yeah, so, it, was, it, was, it was nice. We got in there and, uh, you know, kind of walked around with them. Didn't really do a whole lot of investigating. So we decided that we would go back this year and we make our trip back down there. Only took us 20 minutes because we were smart and went there in the day. We let our page decide that we went there. Yeah, we did we do did. that. We left it up to them. So we we go in there this go around and it had a much different feel to it. Um, you know, the first time we were there, you could feel just kind of wander spirits, you know, kind of in and out, just attracted to it. Like they'd come in. Hey, nothing that was like leave. because of the cave or happened in the cave. It was nothing like that. It was just. Yeah. This go around, it was like there was uh, just something kind of lurking mm -hmm. always. Like, I mean, as soon as I went in there, like, I just kind of felt uneasy, and it wasn't negative. It was just more of a alertness, like, okay, something's a little off. Something's yeah. different. I feel like there's something in here, and I always stay packing. So I'm – because places that we do go, animals, you know, you never know. So I get I get mine out, and I'm just kind of walking around and listening, just like as if there is a, a bobcat or, or puma or whatever, panther – bear you never know um i'm like i'm gonna be ready for it you gotta be safe you definitely gotta yeah. be safe especially in a cave like that there's nowhere to run yeah. either towards it or away from it you exactly. gotta be able to defend yourself of course so i didn't say anything to her i didn't let her know i was uneasy as soon as she stepped foot in there she was like god it feels different and i'm like okay i'm not the only one glad she thinks so confirmation we, yeah so we, we did some investigating uh we did not reconnect with the Anna, well, we did for a little bit. Anna Claire, yeah, the girl. Uh, Alyssa connected with Anna Claire again, which was um, a lady we or a young girl we had talked to before while we were in there. She had died 
couple of years ago, probably like six, seven years ago now, at a car break. And this go around, it's like something was. The way I described it was a very low vibrational, non-human entity. And if you could picture it, it was very much just like a black slime. Not, It didn't even have a high enough vibration for like some of the lower like vibrational entities that we know of. Like, you know, that have. So I really didn't give it a name or in a category. It's just really low vibrating black goop. I, I don't know. It was so strange. And I was just like, what in the heck is happening here? And it was just enough to like, let you know that it was lurking around the corners, but I'm not interested. No, that, I mean, it wasn't enough to really delve into, but it was enough to know that it was there. It was enough. If that makes sense. It was very strange. It was very, very strange. Yeah, we, we still don't know what, brought it in there or somebody or if it just like an amateur tried to conjure something up and that's it backfired and now you got this blob that's just kind of there that's Um, wild i didn't even think about that yeah but with all the pagan stuff maybe it was somebody trying to you know like you said conjure and then they just they couldn't even give it enough density to be ether real you know it was like just this just defunct thing from wherever it came from when she, when she was explaining it to me, I'm like, is it like the blob off the Goosebumps <laughs> books? Because that's what yeah. it's like, Yeah. That's exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> She's like, yes, exactly. It's like a mini it's just, version. It's just a mini, really mini, mini version. Mini version, and it's like tour. I'm like, okay. okay. It was soulless and just so, it was so low vibrational that it was like barely there. It was just weird. It was so weird. Its energy was just very strong. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what this is or why it's here, but whatever. Like it That's, wasn't threatening. It was just awkward. No, it was just there. But it causes yeah. it causes more uh maybe more, more, more interaction or more exploration of what else might be down there, you know. Exactly. It, it was it really acted more of like a nuisance. It's like, dude, come on, like go away somewhere so we can do our thing. Like, oh, <laughs> right, yeah. right. Like well, shoot. I, one of the things I love is that you guys, you said you're into cryptids, you're into, uh, you know, folklores and things like that. I love all that stuff. I love all that stuff. I am not, I didn't start paranormal. I started in ufology. Nice. And history. So, you know, after having a few paranormal people on the show, I started to get this, just, just this amazing community of people mm-hmm. that were reaching out to me and inviting me to do things. And, I got so into the paranormal side. It's just, it's wild. But this is yeah. a question I ask everybody that comes on the show that I, that is paranormal, right? Or maybe not paranormal, but for like a different aspect. You'll understand in a second. And I want each of you to answer it individually. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is essentially a question on theory. And I'm big into theories. Okay. What do you think? Like, how do you think that these entities, where do they come from? Why are they here? And what brings them to this place? Our theories are very much the same on this. I don't okay. know. It's not been changing. Okay, maybe they're not. We haven't had this conversation in a minute. So everybody gets this question. So I want you guys okay. to answer it individually because so it's the first super interesting. Is what, where, where do they come from? Where do these energies come from? They come from different, I call them playing fields, but planes, different planes, dimensions, dimensions, and planes and energy levels. Throughout the galaxies and universe. 
Right, right. Because there's some, you know, and like I said, there's no wrong answer to this question. It's all about what you believe. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it's a conviction thing. But I feel that there, like you, you said, there's different planes. There's a heaven, there's a hell, there's an in-between, there's a purgatory, there's a different dimensional side of it that goes through timelines and, you know, time and space kind of thing. But so why do they come here is the next question. There are multiple reasons uh, in my experience that they come here. Some of them are brought here. Some of them hitchhike back here. Some of them accidentally end up here. Some of them are sent on missions, depending on which dimension and plane they're from. Uh, Some of them are here just because they want to be. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's a, 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 it. Makes a lot of sense too. And there's a third part to it, but it's kind of like you, you know, with the missions and things like that. What do you think some mm-hmm. of those missions might be? If you had to classify it, like what a mission would be, what do you think it would be? Um, some have been, in my personal experience, uh, recreation. Some of them have been, um, the recreation and, um. Like a messenger, too? Yes. Kind of, yeah. Um, almost like a time-traveling thing. Messenger right. thing. Yeah. Like a guy or an extra traveler. Yeah. Someone punished. Yeah. Some, yeah I've, non-souls have been punished and for misbehaving in their realm. So, oh. I think they're so they're sent here because they misbehave. Like, like this would be almost like a hell to them, right? To have to walk yes. not being seen and basically yes. going through trying to affect people that they really couldn't get their hands on. That's yes. that's a pretty wild concept. I like that, though. I like that a lot. That's a good concept. I do like that. That's why I ask everybody these questions. And there's a reason because nobody has answers, right? So everybody has a theory about why, how, and when or what mm-hmm. the purpose is. So – when I listen to everybody's, it helps me to like really look at all these different uh, sides of, of what they think it is. And mm-hmm. then I kind of conglomerate my own type of you right. know, aspect of that question. But I truly am fascinated at why people do what they do too, almost like yeah. the humanality of it, you know? Yeah. So it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. What's your favorite piece of equipment in the field? Uh, mine? Mine is oh, hers. Oh, you got- <laughs> Listen, that's true, right? I was going to say the same thing. I have a medium, too, in my group. Greatest thing on earth. Greatest yeah. thing on earth. If you're not going out there with a medium, I, I commend you for doing it the scientific way. But the you know the, the other way to do it, too, I'm not saying you're not scientific if you, don't, if you have a medium with you, but you know having that ability to, to, to communicate is right. a big deal to me. And I like that. I like that aspect where I can go. Let them know, you know, let them know through feeling. What do you see? What am I walking into? Kind of like, you know, it's just like when they, when somebody asks a medium to pull a card, they want an answer to the unknown. Mm -hmm. We use the medium almost in the same way by saying, what do you see? I can't see it. You can. What do you see? You know what I mean? My favorite piece of equipment is my flashlight. I love my my flashlight. I love Twitter. Little twist top flashlight that we'll set up and see if somebody will play with it. Yeah, I like my cool. little uh, ball thing too. I don't even know what that's called. Your what? Oh, my, the plasma ball. I like my plasma ball a lot. My little five dollar plasma ball. It's that's cool. Awesome. That's awesome. We are a very basic group, I guess you would say. We do not spend, and I, 
the teams that go out there that want to do this scientifically, I'm not knocking them. Do it. Somebody has to. That's just not us. We're not scientists. Uh, we don't even know what spirit is made of enough to even conduct a natural scientific investigation of it mm-hmm. or a science experiment of it. So because of that, we don't really fall into the thousands of dollars for this piece of equipment or, you know, this EMF is $500 or this is, you know, $200. Like, no, we do have some, we do have equipment, but it's literally Amazon cheapest route because if spirit wants to manipulate it, it's going to manipulate it. You know, it doesn't care how much you spend on it. So we have a, I think the most expensive thing that we bought was my camera. And that was right. it. That was that was like 200 bucks in itself. But our EMF meters were under $50. Our, we had like motion sensor lights that were two, two bucks. They're toilet lights. They're toilet lights. Like we're very inventive. We're from the it, South. We're very resourceful. If it works, it works. And we, we did get sound lights for five bucks. And those yeah. things were phenomenal. Yeah, well, have, uh, nothing, nothing has to be expensive. You know, you, we, when you say that, you don't have to go the expensive route to get, and you'll probably be the first one to get that amazing piece of evidence because, you know, and I understand too, I get it. I do the scientific thing sometimes. And then, you know, my, my teammate does the, the different way, like a little bit different. She feels it. I personally just love the gadgets. Maybe not yeah. so much with the evidence that you get, but just the gadgets of it. But I understand that too. Like I'm not at a place where I can buy thousands of dollars. You have to be inventive. Yeah. And the whole thing is, is that that's what's going to get you that almost that real evidence, that scientific stuff can beep and make lights and make sounds and all that shit. Who cares? Right. Like I matter. said, I'm not, I'm not knocking any team that goes out and they are scientific and know how to do Work that type of stuff. Okay, that ain't me. I'm a very right. simple man from Mississippi. I am not a scientist. I failed science class in high school. Like, I'm bad at it. Don't even get me started. Well, that's the so, thing. Is, you know, you respect it. I understand it 100%. Yeah. So do I. But, you know, I I, I don't. I, I feel the same way. But I also like to explore the other way, too. I'm kind of like in the middle. I like right. to do a little well, bit of both. And I understand that aspect. I'd like to see what I can get with technology and the paranormal. You know, if I can use, that's like these little $5 lights that we bought. Uh, we bought $5. It's a strip that set off by motion. And we have another one that's set off by sound. And we can use them on investigations before. And I'll be dead gone if, if they don't work. And they were $5. And like the same thing you see on these TV shows are thousands of dollars. And I'm like, nah, dude, go to five and below. Get you these two. It works. But that's um, it. You're going to get the best, you're going to get like the best type of evidence because you're being more inventive as opposed to just letting a machine do its thing. You're interacting, you know, and I, I admire that too. I think that's truly incredible. I think that being inventive and trying to figure out new ways to find that evidence is what's going to help us connect these dots in the long run. I mean, are we ever going to find out? I truly believe that in the next 10 years, we're going to find out what is and what it you know i feel like right now there's this shift it's it's a it's 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 more of a spiritual shift like a soul shift yeah there was a huge huge that's what you know me and Alyssa talked about you know early in the year she had said like this year 
is going to be the year of just a mass awakening. And a lot of people have, you know, spiritually, they've came and found their inner selves or their inner strengths and worked on past traumas. Like this year was the year of molting the past self-reflection and dealing with the future or dealing with the future in a positive way, in a very positive awareness way. And, you know, kind of going back on the, on the equipment, like you said, though, I wish that I could afford some of these pieces, especially like a good SLS camera. They intrigued me. I also have used one and I know how they can manipulate manipulate different things. Um, but I also think that it's, it's a good and a bad thing that there's such this hype about equipment. Like it's great that people are that involved and they're creating these things and they're thinking outside of the box, but it's also taking the investigation investigators mind away from where they're at. The experience, you know, you're, you're missing the experience of being yeah. an investigator. You're, you're focusing on this three-inch screen, you know, instead of listening or watching with your own eyes. You could be missing something. Or you're, you know, sitting there with earphones and one of those little sound radars to pick up something else, and you could be missing it. So I guess that's my my own personal belief. Like I said, not knocking any other team because the way that we operate is not for everybody. The way other people operate is not for other people. And that's what I love about this field is everybody's different. They all bring something to the table. You know, we just, we keep it very simple, very old school. I'm, I'm fine with a flashlight and a compass. Everybody has their own way to do it. And I, I appreciate everybody's way to do it. Just like you said, I totally agree with you. You know, and I like to, like you said too, I'd love to be able to afford giant pieces of, of equipment whenever I wanted to use it. Yeah. But I bet you if I had those, I would still go back to just a tape recorder. Yeah, <laughs> you know, out there with a flashlight, a tape recorder, like okay, and then going back and trying to catch an EVP somewhere, you know. Absolutely. Or, that's how I feel. But and but like I said, I would I would if I had the equipment on my disposal, I'd probably use that as well. I think, yeah. that, like you said, cameras are important, lights, and a tape recorder. If you really want to investigate and keep to that 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 simplistic type of you know way of doing it, I think that those mm-hmm. are the only really important things because. You'll capture the picture, you'll get the sound, and you're able to see it. Those are the yep. aspects that you're using while you're uh, – but like you said, too, it's awesome to see these people inventing. And that's another thing I wanted to touch on is, you know, for what I, from what I've, I've always reviewed the paranormal, never took part mm-hmm. in it, but from where paranormal was, I want to say 15, 20 years ago, to where it is now has been a tremendous jump. Like if you notice a lot of places, I mean, and I'm going to get your, I want to get your take on it too, but you know, there wasn't TV shows like there is now for people doing their thing. There wasn't lives on Facebook where everybody could project what they were doing to an an audience at any given time. Have you seen any, you know, since you started this, have you seen any transition and what you, maybe not what you were doing, but in the community itself and what might that be? I think our views on that are a little bit different. Yeah. Go ahead. So I'll, I'll let you go first. My, my commercial. So. Well, for me, I think as a whole, social the social media platform in itself, um, and the generation that comes with that, if that makes sense. I think the reason that we, in my opinion, have seen such a huge leap in this field is because that generation might have it its quirks. However, they are not afraid of disappointing someone or going against the grain so much as they were 15 to 20 years ago. 
and they're not afraid of saying something that someone else might disagree with so much as they were like, I believe that the same things were going on 20 years ago. That's going on now. However, people did not openly discuss it like they do now. It wasn't made public like it is now because it made people uncomfortable. It was unfamiliar to people and it made them uncomfortable. And it has become a normal topic in a certain generation because of the TV shows and the social media platforms, which has made it easier for people who are experiencing things to come forward and not feel like they're losing their minds or be belittled and told that they're foolish or, you know what I mean? And I really believe that that plays a huge role in why we see more of it now than we ever have. And I commend the generation that is like, I don't care what you think. You can keep your opinions to yourself. I know what I saw. Like I, I commend them because that takes gumption no matter how old you are. So being able like that generation being able to to freely speak about things and not fear being belittled or be made to feel foolish for how they they view things or their point of views, I think is awesome. I think it's beautiful and a collective like a whole thing. I think it is great. However, I, I do also on the flip side think that it has done some damage to this field you know that's, it's, that's where I it's much easier to fake things with technology it's much easier to give this field a bad name with the tv shows and the fake evidence and the all about views and all about likes and the vault viewers and the, you know what i'm saying like it, of course it's kind of catch 22 i guess see that's that's where i am that's what i say my feelings on the the field now as compared to 10 15 years ago is controversial to a lot of investigators because like i said i am very old school i think that the way that technology is now <coughs> is the biggest downfall for true paranormal investigators i do not believe that all these uh although they're fun and yes we do them and it's great that's just the air that we're in however i think it's done more damage than anything else because now you have fame seekers and thrill seekers that are claiming evidence but they're they're faking it i mean like she just got done saying there's so many pieces of software out there that are great that you can fake a photo or fake a video and it looked legit you know and i wouldn't i'm not smart enough for all that mess like i got whatever I'm not either. I'm not either. don't worry about it but, but it, I, it, I agree i agree yeah. It's, it's all about views, you know, and, you know, I get so daggum tickled because I see these big groups or these groups that, you know, think that they're huge because they have, you know, 10,000, 5,000, 20,000, 80,000 people following them, but they only have like five people comment. Like we, we just had a team that investigated a place that we very near and dear to us and they had like 27,000 people following them and they all had two things like two people active for like the past year. And I'm like, okay, how does that happen? And then somebody had to explain to me that you can. We didn't buy, even know you could buy views. I didn't know that was a yeah, thing. You can buy views of <laughs> Until here so, recently. Yeah, you can, you can boost. You can, I haven't boosted any one of my videos, but it is something you can do. You know, you boost a video and people just see it. Everybody just sees it. So no, this is like people like liking your page. Like if you have 
on uh oh. on your page. I don't know if yeah. you have how many thousand people you have on the page, but you can buy five thousand fake profiles to like your page just to give it that recognition. It's a generated thing. It's a thing. I don't know. We didn't. Oh, yeah. We learned that recently. We had no idea it was a thing because I was really confused. And the only reason it came to topic just to clear the air is because this particular team was not doing anything good. It was not good, but they were selling their bad behavior by saying we can help this place. Cause we have so many viewers like we could help. You know what I'm saying? That's how they right. were trying to get away with bad behavior. Yeah. And that's how we learned that they you had bought their viewers. And I was like, you can what? Yeah. <laughs> you, you can do what? Well, I, I, didn't even say, know I, I think that it's, it's, I don't know. Like I said, to me, it's like catch twenty two. I mean, there's, I think there's good and bad in everything, but I really think that technology was probably one of the worst things for the paranormal field because, like I said, you have these thrill seekers and these ghost hunters. You know, not investigators, but just people that want to go and do hunt stuff and fake evidence, whatever. You know, you have them kind of running things right now. And it's a little disheartening for the people who are legitimately doing this for the right reasons because they have kind of screwed over somebody. You know, they told a private client, yeah, I can help you. They go in, they screw it all up or take, you know, God forbid they take money for, for coming and investigating. And it just puts a bad name on the paranormal field as a whole. I agree. You know, the, the crazy part, this is going to sound a little bit long-winded, but with this community, and I guess this opening up to the internet, which even while the internet was established, didn't happen right away. It still took mm -hmm. some time to come out. So the positive is you get to meet a lot of like-minded people and you mm -hmm. create this community. The bad side is you get to meet a lot of like-minded people and create this community. And I'll explain. Like you said, there's also people who are fraudulent in their efforts to produce specific types of evidence. But there's also ego. Once a person gets this type of recollection or this type of, you know, uh, 20,000 followers, and they, let's say they did do it naturally, there becomes this ego, which in turn takes them away from their true purpose of investigating. One. Two, they feel above others on an ego status which doesn't work because you should always be humble and, you, and remember where you came from. You know, they were like everybody else at one point. And, you know, it, it's truly a gift and a curse, like you're saying. You know, there is aspects where you get to meet and link up with a lot of people. Like you guys are talking about going to Europe. And I want to go to Europe, too. And I could get us in touch with a really big group of people who could take us around Europe to explore a lot of places. Awesome. We'll talk about that later, you know, but that's the difference in making connections. But there's that side where the ego gets like this and people, they, they, they step outside themselves in a sense, the way that they were before they got this fame. It's, and I, and I don't, maybe one day, hopefully, I hope truly that my radio show, as opposed to my broadcasting show, takes off. And my dream has always been to be syndicated on AM radio stations. But in that aspect, I'm not going to sell myself short of my true values and my pride to jump into bed with people that aren't going to do the right thing for me. And, 
You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to forget the people that have helped me get to that point either. You know, and a lot of people do that. It's like I said, it's a gift and a curse in the same session, you know? A lot of those things are a lot of the reasons why we decided to, as we stated at the beginning of the show, to, to step back. You know, we started working back, we call it being back in the shadows. We started working more, well, we don't have to, we are very grateful for the loyal people that have followed us from beginning until now, because they've been on some wild rides with us. And they become like family, you know, and we were very, very, very grateful for them. It's not that we're not, but going back to the beginning of things and, and starting back at, at our roots of who we are and what we want, like ultimately one of my main goals is to live in this human experience long enough to see a time where people no longer have the need to call a paranormal team to cleanse their home because people have been educated properly enough that they can do it themselves. Like those type things are exciting to me. Giving people those types of powers in their lives and that type of control and being able to reach out and teach people that they can do things for themselves and they're very capable of doing it with, you know, as long as they're put on the correct path to do it. That's exciting to me. A day when people like us and doing what we do isn't necessarily needed, that's exciting to me. For some people, it's not because they have this this destination addiction of constantly having to be wanted and sought after and needed. And then, you know, as you said, the ego just grows and grows and grows and that destination addiction gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and it's never enough and then in reality they're not helping anybody and they're actually killing themselves and hurting people being reckless because they're running off their ego and that makes me sad it just does like i've seen people in this field start off and have the purest of intentions and then their ego takes hold of them and they lose sight of that and you watch them spiral. And that's sad to me. It's sad. It doesn't make me mad at them. It breaks my heart because I'm like, no, you had so much potential. You could have done so much good. Yet here you are. <laughs> like, what are you doing? But I mean, it's, I hate to say that it's inevitable, but it's the truth. It just is, which is, like I said, it's like a catch 22 with social media and the likes and the followers and the views and the comments. People get hooked on it. And they have this instant gratification, and they can't get enough of it. And we had a page, like Kate said, that was full of people, and they were, it was blowing up all the time. And I, for one, am not someone who enjoys that. It was very stressful for me. It was very not personal. Like, it just wasn't personal anymore. It was too big. There was no personal interaction with these. It was more I don't know. It was just too big. It was too much. And I did not like it. Like I wanted to go back to mom and pop small, <laughs> like you know, but well, that, that's true too. And you also have to realize that when the, it's all about frequency and vibration, when you become this person who's either, you know, shallow <laughs> in, in themselves or not doing it for the right reasons, the universe knows your, your vibration lowers. Right. 
So, so now you're going into these places where energy is shifting at such a rate because of these entities, you're liable to be at more danger than you realize by going into these places without a, not a pure heart, but without the right type of mindset. Yeah. You know? You're going clouded. Right. Right. Which means that these, these entities will attach to you. The dark things will be able to affect you more because of your lowered vibration. Raising your vibration keeps you safer from a lot of these things. Yes. And it's, it's very, you know, it's very easy to do. I mean, we have slunk back where we were very low vibrating because we were so tired. You know, we were in a place where we were just tired, no, we tired of everything. Doing what we, we, just were weren't, doing. we weren't happy about what we were doing. But in the same sense, it was in the back of our head, like, we kind of owe it to our followers. We have to do this. You know, we can't let them down, you know, and then we do it. And we're afterward like, man, we had blah, blah, blah. And so-and-so showed up and so-and-so showed up. Did you see so-and-so's comment? And then as soon as that gratification was done, it's like, oh, now we got to do another show. And now we got to do this. And yeah, it's very easy for anybody to get into that egotistical mindset. We're all human. We all have that instilled in us, and it is extremely easy to fall into it. Trust me, we've done it before. Luckily, we realized it pretty daggone quickly, like, oh, crap, that was actually pretty egotistical of us. Like, we, that was a dick move. Like, why did we do that? Back to transparency, we will call each other out very quickly. <laughs> yeah, we will. We will. That, that's one of the things that having your partner there, too, is they know who you are on a personal yeah. level, and it's not just a teammate who may not step up and be like, Hey, listen, you know, you're acting like a dick. Stop. You know what yep. I mean? And, and to be human is to err. We all have moments where we become egotistical or prideful or jealous or anxious, or there's so many different ways, you know? So yep. nobody is at fault for those things, but when you let that be your life, you are, and then there's an issue. Yeah. There's an issue. So, uh, so that that's that's one of our things is once we realize what we're doing is not our better selves, we stop it. When we address it, we address it with each other and we address it with the people who follow us. I mean, you can go on our page right now and ask anybody other than the last 20 that just signed up. You can ask the other. Actually, two, one of them's in the chat room right now. Yeah, one of them's <laughs> a couple of them's in the chat room. But you can ask them, like, are they honest? Like there's stuff that happened at the beginning of the year that. I mean, we're extremely honest. We're an open book, you know, even about our personal lives, because if it affects us in the paranormal field, we feel like we need to indulge in that. Like, hey, this is what's going on. This is what's about to happen. This is how we're going to start doing stuff because of X, Y and Z. A lot of it goes back to this community. We have uh, unknowingly and unbeknownst to us made enemies some way or fashion or they, they think that they're their our enemies. I don't claim them as my enemy, but they, they say they are our enemies. Anyway, um, and if there's ever something that, there's nothing that anyone can hold above our heads. Yeah. The, I mean, being honest and transparent in every aspect of your life is more rewarding than absolutely anything because that leaves no room for anyone to hit you with anything. And if someone listening has never experienced that kind of freedom, I am so, so sorry. And it's something I push everybody to indulge in and work on because when you know there's nothing anybody can throw at you to hurt you because you are such an honest and 
transparent person, that's a whole new level. And inside this community, I've learned and Caden's learned and we've learned together that that is something that is very important. If you are going to stand firm on your on who you are and not be moved, then that's something you got to be able to live with. You know what I'm saying? We did learn that. Um, I mean, and one of those, you know, the reason why we do hold integrity so near and dear to us is because it takes a lot of, and I'm fixing a pair quote, you know, a podcast we just listened to. <laughs> it takes a lot for somebody to allow complete strangers into their home. Mm-hmm. It's quite literally an invasion of privacy. It takes a lot. I do not want anybody reaching out to us or inviting us into the house without knowing us personally and professionally. And I feel like the best way to do that is to be honest. You know, if they ask us our religious stance, we're going to be honest, you know, like, Hey, this is how we conduct things. We get that you're this religion, but this is how we do things. Although we haven't had to care for every religion or just about every religion. You know, this is what we believe in. If that's going to be an issue, we're not the team for you, but we can find you a team that would fit you better. And we've done that. You know, and with other situations, both of us are, are ex-addicts, you know, uh, and all of our members know that about us. We're both ex-addicts, and we've helped a lot of our clients who are also ex-addicts or current addicts deal with the trauma behind the reason why they started. And we've actually helped quite a few clients get into a rehabilitation center to get clean, to get sober, and to stay that way. And we still keep up with them to this day on a, on, a, on a friendship level just to make sure they're good. But that's just the type of people we are. It's not just chasing ghosts. It's not just haunts. It's not just, you know, the thrill of investigating. It's actually helping, people. helping, changing lives, you know. In any way that we can. It's going back to the knowledge is everything. And everything that we learned from our mentors, it'd be wrong for us not to spread that on to somebody else. So when they come to us, we tell them. This is what we're going to do for you. This is how we're going to conduct this. If at any reason you feel like we're not a good fit, please let us know. and We'll get in contact with somebody who better fits your needs. And that's just how we are. I, I appreciate that. And, you know, and, and I think that that straightforward mentality is truly the way to do it. And I want to congratulate you on your sobriety. It, you know, it is, it is a difficult thing. And, um, you know, I think that that's very admirable that you'll help in any way you can. It shows the type of people that you are inside of the field and outside of the field. And, I, and I, you know, I commend you for that. I think that that's, the integrity is a big deal. It's a big deal, you know. And if I was a pompous ass on the air, I hope somebody would comment and say, hey, look, stop being an asshole to people. You know? <laughs> Like I like to be checked. Everybody has to be checked now and again, yeah. just the way right is, you know. You have you have to take uh, corrective criticism in this field. If you can't take criticism or constructive criticism, you know you have no business being in the field. That's my own personal opinion, and I'm sure you probably feel the same. Yeah, you know if if somebody's got a different mindset, I want to hear about it because they could be seeing something that I don't see. You know, but you know that goes back to I've heard you, Rob, talk a lot about you. You enjoy learning, which you know I've. You might be able to tell, you might not, but we're the same way. I don't want to ever quit. Neither does he. I want to learn until I literally am not here to learn. And then I want to come back and learn more. <laughs> so, but there are some right. people who have that ego where they just, they don't think that they can learn. And that is another thing. It aggravates Caden and it doesn't really aggravate me or make me mad. It breaks my heart. Cause I'm like, you're missing so much, you know, like you have this huge, 
huge endless possibility of nothing but knowledge, but your ego is not letting you take it in and you're missing so much. And that makes me so sad. I get so sad about it because I'm like, but they have so much potential. They, they would just learn a little bit. Let's just learn. Let's learn. But they don't want to. And they're not interested. They think that they're correct. They think that that's it. That's the end of the line. And inside this field, in my personal opinion, I don't think that there ever is an end of the line. If there, if it was that, then it wouldn't be called the umbrella term that it's called, which is p paranormal. I mean, it would not be called that. There wouldn't be and, any investigating if everybody knew. Right. It. Exactly. Exactly. And I, just, I, like, I agree uh, with that 100%. 100%. Sorry to cut you off, Caden. Go ahead. No, that's fine. Just like, you know, Emily said earlier in the feed, you know, I'm never going to stop learning. I'm going to keep learning up until I'm on my deathbed. You know, that's just that's just the type of person I am. That's why, you know, a lot of people get they get tickled at me because you can ask me a question this week on what I feel, you know, how spirits exist and, and why they exist and where are they at. And you may ask me next week and I'll have a completely different answer because I might have read something or I might have discovered something that changed my mind a little bit. But that's just how I am. And it's not that I'm trying to be flip floppy. It's just I may read something that I didn't know existed or a term that I never knew existed. And it changed my mindset a little bit, you know. You should, so, Of course, as more things are unveiled to you, yeah. your position will change. And that's one of the, that's why I kind of called myself the ultimate outsider because I used to not fit into any community because I was always diving in from one side, stopping, pulling back, diving in from another side. So everything to me was a little bit different than everybody else, yep. you know, and it, it, I, I agree with that. I think that it's truly you have to stay vigilant in learning because mm -hmm. you will your stance will change once you know more. The more we know. The greater we are, the better gifted we get, the more integrity we bring into a situation, the more we can manipulate or manage a situation to investigate it in different ways that nobody has ever done before, which Absolutely. will in time give us that ultimate proof that will eventually expand the knowledge of everybody on the planet and even further, maybe. So there's Absolutely. always there is an end game. We're just nowhere near in sight. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, we um it had you asked me a year ago about, you know, there being uh, different dimensions and stuff, I probably would have looked at you like you're crazy. But now there's scientists in Tennessee, not far from here in Oak Ridge. They're conducting an experiment as we speak to prove the existence of an alternate reality. So it's another dimension. Awesome so I've pretty been awesome. keeping up with it and I'm like, you know, OK, if there is this alternate reality, you know, could that mean that some of these spirits that we see? that we think are residential or uh, residual hauntings, you know, it's like a loop. Maybe they're not. Maybe the veil between us and the alternate dimension just kind of faded for a hot second. And that's what we're seeing, which is kind of what I've told you. My brain is crazy. I could talk to you for the next eight hours about how my brain operates and where it goes. People we're, probably think I'm crazy and I am. We're going to have those conversations, bro. I'm telling you, we're very <laughs> minded. We're all going to have those conversations. I'm telling you. It's going to be wild. I agree. There are moments. And I, my show last week, I did it. Well, I had no guests. And it was just me running through different theories and mm -hmm. how they all coincide with each other. There is this thinning of a veil. I believe that there are timelines, right? Each mm -hmm. one is a different dimension. They skewer. They move. When they get here, you have bleed-throughs. 
yep. where you can see what's on the other side and they can see like you're an apparition to them and to they're an apparition to you. Yep. That's the wildest thing. Go ahead. Sorry. I mean, no, no, I, mean, I got, I got excited. You saw that? I was like, Oh, I know yeah, that. No, I know that topic. I'm a big believer in alternate dimensions, alternate realities. Um, I love conspiracy theories. I'm a fanatic about some conspiracy theories. I love Mandela effects. And I love, I call them glitches in reality. I've had quite a few incidences myself with glitches in reality, especially from childhood. You know, apparently my memory now, and it's not because I'm, I'm you know, I'm, you're 30. I'm 29. So <laughs> I, I can't remember how old I am. Once I hit that 30 mark, I'll remember, but, you know, 29 is such an awkward year. But I'm 29, and apparently my entire childhood is wrong. I mean, it's not like I'm old enough to where my memory's starting to fail me. It's what I remember as my childhood from 12 and on apparently never happened. I mean, I have hardcore memories, detailed memories of things that I did or that my family did or that I witnessed. That my parents to this day are like, that never happened. You're crazy. You're crazy. Like, we never went there. We never did this. And I'm like, yes, if we, did. we didn't go there, then how do I know that this place was here and this was here and this was here? And I'll pull it up on Google Maps, like, see? And they're like, I don't know, but we never went. I'm like, yes, we did. Time out. Um, I don't know if you are a horror movie person or a scary movie person. Okay. Back what seven years ago when we first watched the very first Insidious movie? Yeah. Okay, so that's how I came up with the name of what I called the other was because that's what they called it, and I was like, "Yep, that fits perfect." So mm -hmm. that's just what I used. And I had been trying to explain to Caden, and to, up until this last year, he was just like, "Listen, I'm I'm really not trying to understand, but I'm struggling to understand because I would be like." It's right here with us, but it's not right here with us. Talking about different dimensions and planes and spirit and vibration and all these things. Because the way that I see it, he's not able to see it. And so I, I would try so hard to explain it. And I would be like, it's right here. But it's not right here, you know. And he was like, I'm not getting it. I'm just not getting it. And then within the last year, because of this dedication through science that these people are really pushing with and him being able to read, you know, documents and see images and do, and he's like, okay, now I'm getting what you've been telling me this whole time. I'm understanding how you're trying to explain it because it was more on a make sense method instead of me just babbling, you know, <laughs> but that's how I have always seen it. It was right here with us. But it's not right here with us. If that, I mean, and that sounds crazy, but that's just how it's always been to me. It's you not know? crazy. It's for some like you, it's right here. For right. others like me and Caden, we understand what you're saying, but we're more, we have to see it differently. We don't right. exactly understand it in that, in that perception, shall we say. Everybody's reality is a perception of how they do things that they are, <laughs> attitudes, egos, things like that. We can go into the, you know, the, the yeah. whole the whole spectrum of it, but really, what 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 mediums do? If you're not a medium, it's difficult to understand. You understand your grasp of concept mm -hmm. of it, but to see the actuality of it or exactly how it works, you'll we'll we'll never be privy mm -hmm. to that. But the dimensions and they are working on some crazy crazy stuff that is going with science to unlock a lot of the universe. 
which is something I'm so interested in. I love that stuff. Yeah. I love that stuff. We could talk for days on that. Days. And actually, the show that I did last week has Mandela Effect in it. And it goes inside with timelines of parallel universes. I spoke about all that stuff. So it's kind of it's kind of crazy that you bring it up on this episode. It's like, as, you know, I don't believe in coincidences. So everything is meant or varied for a reason. So yeah. I think that this conversation is truly a continuation of last week, which is truly epic. It's truly epic. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for, for those types of things. Like I said, you get me talking about alternate dimensions and especially the Mandela effects and glitches in reality. I'm like all ears like, man, what? Do you know something I don't know? Do you know something I don't know? Do you have a story? That's okay. <laughs> right, because then maybe you could perceive a specific event that somebody like somebody else's event you can be like, okay, well, now that makes sense why that would be. And then that works with that. You're connecting dots yep. as they're telling you. I love yep. that. That to me is yep. like an investigation in itself. You know, yep. it's like, okay, okay. But See, and that's me. I'm, I'm quite. You guys totally... should be really good friends. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to be. And then we're all going to go to Europe together and we're going to have a great yep. freaking time. Exactly. You know, yeah. It's written in yeah. the stars. I'm telling you, it's written in the stars already. <laughs> Exactly, you know, and that and it is quite like a ongoing investigation because, like I said, a lot of my childhood apparently never happened. Or I have to tell you this story, and this is another strange story that happened. Go ahead. So when I was little, probably from five years old to to ten years old, I stayed in the woods. I was always that person that was in the woods. I just realized what the story was. Yeah, I was always in the woods exploring, doing my own thing. Now, the woods next to my house are not very big. They're maybe a half mile long, if that. Nothing grand. But I would always venture out in there. And I specifically remember I came across this house or this old cabin in the middle of the woods. Had a pond in front of it. Could still to this day tell you every single detail about it. I remember that I felt very uneasy as soon as I walked in the front door. It scared the crap out of me. So I ran home like i felt like something was gonna get me and at that age like oh the booger man no I, I ran so i got home and it just stayed on my mind and i went back i told my parents about it and they're like you didn't find a house you know you found the cabin that's yeah 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 and i'm like no i know that i know that house not that one this is a different one it was right next to a pond it was very small a lot smaller than that one. Like, no, there's no houses, there's no buildings in those woods. I'm like, yes, there is, and I'm going to prove it. So the next day, I went and got a camera. I was like, I'm going to take a picture and show them. I'm just going to show them. Go to the woods, can't find it. And I circle. Like, I, I'm, I'm like, where did it go? I found the pond. Where? Where's the building? Where's the building? Couldn't find it. I'm like, whatever, okay. So I come back, and I'm like, you know, I'll try... I'll try again tomorrow, you know, whatever. And I never went back out to find it, you know, young mind, squirrel mentality, something new grabbed me. And over the years, I had a reoccurring dream of this cabin or this house, little shack. And it's always in the same spot in the woods. It would change slightly. Some dreams would be bigger. Some dreams would be smaller. Some dreams would be newer and older. It always changed, but it never changed the location of where it was. And at 27 years old, I was telling Alyssa about it, and she was like, let's go find it today. <laughs> okay. Adventure. Adventure time. We Hell go yeah. 
we go and find this place and I found the pond, but no house. And I'm like, it's the same thing. She's like, well, let's go to the other set, you know, the one that's across the road. And I'm like, I never ventured over there. And she's like, let's just try it. We go over there and sure enough, there it is. There's the pond. There's the shack or the remnants of the shack, you know, years of right, wind right. and tornadoes and stuff leveled it. But there it was. And we ended up doing an investigation there. And it was three. It was a little girl and two boys that had worked on that property. And it was in the slave days. So they were slaves. And they told us the name of the guy that they worked for. Real guy lived not too far from us exactly the way that they said he was and they had died of a sickness and they buried them in the earth and that ended up becoming like a little pond i mean it's just very small you know maybe two foot deep but it's probably 30 foot long you know so it's just a little little swamp area and we ended up connecting to her and i think her name was mary it was but you know, the whole story about that is things like that have always happened to me where I would have recurring dreams or something weird happened that couldn't be explained. And years later, I finally figure out like, oh, that's what happened. Oh, there it is. It was, so, yeah, typically, it was pretty much the other side of the road. You went the yeah. other way. That's yeah. wild. You know what? That, like that, right, right. And that takes me back to, to this, you know, the road not taken kind of strategy with that. Like, Take what you, you know, I'm not telling you how to do it, but if you look at these memories, right, mm -hmm. write them down, compartmentalize them, take pieces of them and try and find points of where they meet reality, right? Then those points that don't meet reality, you try and look the other way from it. I don't know if that makes sense, but not like, no, like yeah. not the typical way you would look for it, maybe like the other way. But I'll, dude, I'll help you explore that too, because my... <laughs> Well, if people like when people try and find like their family tree, I'm mm -hmm. the one that call because I have ways of investigating history that a lot of people aren't privy to. I also have connections in not high places, but places that are somewhat classified to find right. paperwork and things like that. So, I, you know, I, I would love to explore that with you so we can figure out all these things for you, too. I think that would be such a cool thing to do. It would be you would actually be interested in some of our clients that we have because okay. there is no medical or, well, there's no evidence of her childhood. Like, she was nine years old, and that was oh, it. Oh, boy. I could find it. No. I could find it. That's usually some kind of CIA operation. If they Definitely. MK Ultra. That's what I'm it saying. That'd be right up your alley. It might be. There are there are other ones too that uh that they you know there's quantum projects that they use for mm -hmm. we can get into all that, but I mean I've done quantum type of investigations too where people like that have gone missing for so many years <gasps> resurface. What happened? I think they froze right at that. Right at the right point. I don't know what happened. She looks very shocked right now. That makes me a little nervous, guys. I'm not going to lie about it. She is a psychic medium. She's got an open mouth stare at either the phone or me. I, I don't know what's happening. We're going to try and get them on the line. Uh, we're going to drop them out of the stream until we do. So, I mean, this has been a pretty amazing 
amazing interview. Uh, I, I like these guys a lot. They're going to be on quite a bit more. Um, MK Beta is definitely another one. You're absolutely right. I feel that uh, we've, you know, we've done a lot of great things, and I talked about a lot of great stuff. It's, uh, I don't know, man. That that face that they just had on was like, uh oh, uh oh, why are they looking like that? And they were, it looks like they were looking at me too. I could feel like they were just like, oh, they saw something. So, uh, I want to thank a lot, of, a lot of you guys in the audience. I want to thank Robert, Emily, uh, Steve. Oh, I think they're coming back. There we go. What happened, guys? Uh, I don't know. Started talking about the government. The phone shut off. Of course it did. I saw your face too. You were like, I was like, "Uh oh, what does that mean? She's a medium. You can't have it like that. What happened? I'm I'm sure my face was like, because like we were sitting there and all of a sudden it went boop. And I'm like, oh no. Can I tell you? That happens to me all the time. When I go into shows, I I do shows on politics and I do shows on, uh, government agencies and things like that, they shut us down more times than not. I believe it. Trust me. Yeah. (laughs) Robert White said naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Robert already knows. He just about watches every single podcast we've ever done. And on every podcast, something fishy always happens. Never fails. Yep. Never fails. Never fails. I I thought maybe you saw something behind me. That's why your face just dropped. I said, oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, shit. That was a little nerve-wracking like, Okay, the medium just made a face. <laughs> yep, yep, and then gone, just frozen. But so you know, I I can't wait to talk to you. I'm going to bring you guys back on to talk about non-paranormal investigations, cryptids, UFOs, things like that. Maybe some some uh, maybe maybe some type of mythology we can get into. Just like a kind of like a to teach people about these things. I know you guys like to teach. I love doing that too. So we could do like another team up in the next few months and get it either recorded or, you know, we guys can come on and we can talk about it. Just basically have like a big conversation like we did tonight, you know, and we're getting close to the time we're about to shut down. So I want you, to, I want you guys to tell everybody where they can find your stuff. Any last thoughts or last, you know, last final things that you want to say. We just appreciate everybody coming out tonight listening. You know, uh, we appreciate you for, for allowing us and talking with us has been a lot of fun. It has been. And we're, like I said, we're very simple. So you can find us on Facebook at Southern Ascension. That That's all we're on. Our email's on there. Phone number's on there. We're quite literally available 24 uh, seven. If I don't answer the first time you call, turn call around, call me, call me back. I'll, I'll wake him up. She'll, she'll wake me up to answer it. So. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Guys, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Tonight was a blast. I love doing shows like this. You guys were awesome. You guys were so cool. I can't wait to talk more in the future. I feel like we've made a little bit of a connection tonight. And we can work on that and bring it to different places as we move forward. Um, You know, I want to thank everybody that was here in the comments as well. You know, I feel like you you guys are like myself. We're all ultimate outsiders. We don't possibly fit into the mold of what people really are. We're outside the box a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think I can appreciate that just as much too. I'm one of those people as well. And uh, you know, from all of us at Full Spectrum Universe, and you know, I hope you I wish you guys all the success in the world. And um, you know, I just really appreciate you guys coming on. It was an awesome time. Thank Thanks you. For Thanks so much. It was it was a blast. Thank you so much. Absolutely, it was an honor. So on that note, guys, everybody come on back on Saturday nights, eight to ten PM here on the RU Media Network. 
You can also find me on Monday nights from 9 to 11 p.m. with my co-host, Rescue Media Melinda, on The Seer and the Scholar. We also do a Tuesday night show from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. And if you're out there, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at Full Spectrum Universe. Also, if you're interested in any extra content, we have a Patreon for everybody. Thank you very much, everybody, and have a great evening.